Hi, this is Jim Walden. I'm senior pastor at First Baptist Church in Temple City, California, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us. In these challenging days, if you're looking for hope and encouragement, you found a good place. We hope God's Word inspires you, speaks to your heart, and grows your faith. Enjoy the message. Father, we want to give you all the praise today. We want to give you all the praise that we have this morning. I ask that you would meet us in this place as we get ready to hear your word. Prepare our hearts and prepare our souls, prepare our minds for all the goodness that you have to give to us today, Father. I ask that we knock down walls and knock down things that might be holding us back from you and that we would just give you all the praise and all the glory that you deserve. Father, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we got something very, very, very special for everyone today. Thanks, Trevor. We have some of our missionaries here to speak, and I am very excited uh, about it. I, I love what they are doing. They're going to get to share a little bit about what they did. They do, not did, what they do. Uh, so Matt and Lori, if you guys want to come on up, come on up here. Um, this is Matt and his wife Lori is right there. She'll be up here in a bit too. Yeah, give them a round of applause. They have something very, very special to share with us today. You're going to get to hear more about their story, their mission, what they do, and a wonderful message that he has prepared for us as well. So, Matt, I'm going to turn it over to you. Here you go. Thank you, Zach. Well, good morning. It's good to be back again. We were here about a year and a half ago, or maybe a little over that, but um, it's always good to come back to First Baptist Church of Temple City again and see you all and to share what we've been doing and what God's been doing and what you've been doing over in, in Laos. But today I'm going to share a little bit about Thailand and Laos because we actually work in both countries. And you guys are one of the best things that's ever happened to us and our ministries. Uh, because ever since we've connected with this church, um, we've been really blessed and really empowered. I know that this is a praying church, and, and Jim and many of the members pray for the missionaries regularly, for all your missionaries. And, and we're in that list, and we appreciate it, and thank you very much for all your care and all your support and all your prayers. Um, we're excited to be here to give you an update um, with this church because um, it's exciting to th- see the things that God has been doing overseas in Laos. And um, so I'm going to share a little bit about what we're doing over there. And uh, before I get started, the verse that I choose to use, chose to use this morning is from Le- Revelation. And it's Revelation chapter 25, or 21, verse 5. In Revelation 21, verse 5, it says, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Right, for these words are faithful and true. And that's what I want to focus on this morning. But then after that, following that, if we continue reading in Revelation, it's pretty scary. But it's also a huge comfort and really encouraging um, once we continue reading through that. And so I encourage you to keep reading beyond that to see God's plan for this world and that we are all a part of. So let's, let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for 
um, this church. I thank you for the people. I thank you for the ministries that we're all involved in, Lord, and thank you that we can be here this morning. <clears throat> thank you for this time to come and share um, what you've been doing overseas. Together with uh, this church, Lord, I pray you bless our time together, and I pray that um, only your truth is spoken today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as a review for anyone that uh, doesn't remember or anybody who's new, we live in the country of Laos, but we actually, I work in, in Thailand as well. So you can see on the map, uh, Laos is the, the middle country there, and then Thailand right to the right of it. And so I just travel back and forth between the two countries. But before I go any further, I want to do another review since what, about a year and a half ago and see how much uh, you remember about how to pronounce the name of this country. If you've been listening, Lao, yeah, okay, you guys are good, perfect. And then we went through, what, do you, what are the people called? Lao, yeah, it's good. And then what language do they speak? Lao. You guys are awesome, boy. A lot better than last time. So you guys were listening. So you may be familiar with the, the ministry in Laos because that's pretty much what we share about in our prayer letters and what we talk about. Um, but, uh, and, and most of you are praying for Laos. Whenever we send a prayer request, they're usually for Laos. But um, in that ministry, we work with abused and exploited children. And these children are at high risk of, um, if they're not being exploited already, they're really at high risk of being exploited and even sold. They are children who have no one to care for them, children who have no one to protect them, children who have no one to advocate for them. And uh, there are no adequate child protection services in the country of Laos. And so pretty much um, whatever child we come across, if we can help, we, we, we do that. And the groups of children that we work with, are, are I've categorized them. So one is children who are living on the streets, living on the streets, sleeping on the streets. They're at high risk of pedophiles. They're at high risk of other um, exploitation, types of exploitation. Um, and then we also work with children living in slum communities. And these children, many of them are child laborers, um, or they're, they're at high risk of being exploited. They don't go to school. Uh, so they're out on the street, and, and they're high risk of even being sold. And then another group of children we work with are just children who are living in unsafe situations, unsafe conditions. And they're, they're, it may be a condition where there's extreme child abuse, um, exploitation, or other high risk of being sold. And then we've seen a few cases of child abuse where children are actually chained. Um, there was one boy we were helping that um, his father actually chained him because he snuck out and went to church. Uh, there's a couple situations where there's girls with uh, mental illness, and uh, they've been chained to keep them from wandering or to keep them from harming other people um, with, with knives or, or whatever. And so the parents out there, desperation, they don't know what to do. There's no services, so they, they chain them. And then we also receive children who are abandoned or children who are orphaned, and they have no relatives who will care for them. And so we can, we can help these children as well. 
But in Thailand, I do something very different. In Thailand, I, I work um, with mountain villagers, and it's an it's a environmental stewardship project, or some people call it creation care. And that is just caring for the earth. It's teaching tribal farmers how to live off the land, how to farm off the land, without ruining, without um, deteriorating it. And so you can see, I don't know, the slide is kind of small, but in Thailand we have issues with deforestation and high erosion. And so we're teaching tribal farmers how to care for their forest and their wa watersheds. And I really enjoy this project because we get to go out and we get to share in the villages about you know, how God created the world and how God called us, Ab and Eve, to take care of his, worth, his earth. And um, how we're commanded to minister to not only those in need, but also the earth as part of God's creation or God's creation care. In fact, in, in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we see that God told Adam and Eve to rule over the earth, subdue it, care for God's creation. And this is actually God's first command to us. We may forget it sometimes, but that was our first command, take care of earth. And it's something we may not normally think about, but God has called us to take care of not only people and not only redeem people, but to take care of his creation as well. And so that's a very fun project. God is renewing creation as well as people. God is redeeming his creation as well as his people. He sees every bird fall. He treats animal. He tells us in his Bible to treat animals nicely. In the Psalms, it, we read about crea creation worshiping and praising God. And in Revelation 5, we see that every creature is blessing God and the Lamb. In fact, Paul writes in, in Romans 8, verses 8 to 22, he says, For I, considering, I, I consider that the suffering of this present time, sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. So creation is feeling the, um, the effects of the fall as well. I don't know if I can't really see that slide, but I think that might be the right one. Creation is longing for God's renewal, just as we are. Not only is the human condition fallen, but the environment is fallen as well and in despair. So, for example, in Thailand, we work with uh, farmers in areas where there's huge areas of deforestation. And we teach them how to farm, because in Thailand, they have to, the mount, in the mountains, they have to chop down the forest 
plant their crops. So we teach them how to farm in ways that are environmentally friendly, in ways that actually help sustain the forest, in ways that they don't have to ruin the forest um, by, by chopping down large areas of slope lands where erosion falls in. And so we do that by teaching them about creation and then God's mandate to care for the world and then teaching them ways to continue farming that their farmland without making further devastation to the, to the area or to the animals living in those areas. And so this means teaching farmers a lot about different ways of cropping on the hillside and, and, for, and crop rotation and different ways just to, to maintain the soil, to regenerate the forest and the watersheds. Now over the past few years I've been having a personal study on the kingdom of God <clears throat> and it's been an excellent study for me and one of the things that I've realized is that the kingdom of God encompasses everything. It encompasses the spiritual realm as well as the physical realm. <clears throat> it encompasses humans and it encompasses the rest of creation. The kingdom of God encompasses everything that God is sovereign over as king. Lives, places, situations, and the spiritual. And one of the things that I found interesting is that even though a king reigns over a kingdom, he doesn't take care of everything. He appoints his subjects to do that. And this is an important concept because even though a king rules or reigns over a kingdom, he entrusts people to look after and manage various aspects of his kingdom. And that's how it is in the kingdom of God as well. We are entrusted to help him rule and look after his kingdom. So when Jesus tells the parable about the faithful and sensible slave in Matthew 24, 45, or the parable about the man assigning his slave's tasks while he is away on a journey in Mark 13, 34. Jesus is talking about us today. We are his servants, and we are to be ruling and caring for his kingdom here on earth until he returns to restore all things. Sometimes we forget um, that heaven above is not our final destination. The new earth is. We aren't going to escape this earth and just go and, and hide out in heaven. <clears throat> Not heaven above, anyway. Um, we're going to be living and reigning here for eternity. But with no more natural disasters, no more disease, no more injustice, no more violence, no more sickness, no more death, no more pain, no more mishaps, no more poverty, and no more any abuse on earth because we will finally be ruling again under Jesus. In fact, in, in Acts 3, oh, I skipped. So here's the reforestation of the, of the mountains. But in Acts 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 19 through 21, it says, Therefore, 
repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus, the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient times. Jesus isn't just going to stay in heaven. He's coming back to live with us at the restoration of all things. The salvation of people isn't God's only goal. It's a vital part of his big goal, his big picture, and that is the restoration of all things in his kingdom. So no matter how bad things seem in our world, we need to keep a tight hold on this promise that he is making all things new. But this is tricky. It's a tricky verse because there's a catch to it. Just because Jesus is coming back to restore all things doesn't mean that we simply sit and wait. The Bible starts in Genesis with a perfect earth. The Bible ends in Revelation with a new perfect earth. But in between Genesis and Revelation is the story of how God has been restoring his earth, his kingdom, through people. So many times throughout the Bible we see that um, God did something. We read that God did something. We tell, God, uh, we tell people God did something. But we also see that God used people to do all those things. For example, in the Old Testament, God freed the Israelites, but he used Moses and Aaron. God brought down the walls of Jericho, but he used Joshua and the people marching. God spared Nineveh, but he used Jonah and a whale. Jesus fed the 5,000, but he used his disciples and a child. And the New Testament is filled with miracles that God did through people, his people. And in fact, in, in the New Testament, Paul talks about how we are God's fellow workers in 1 Corinthians 3.9. And in 2 Corinthians 6.1, he calls us workers together with him, God. And in Philippians 2.13, Paul says that God works in us to do God's pleasure. Or some Bible translations say purpose. God works through us to do his purpose and pleasure. So the good news I want to share this morning is that no matter how bad things seem today, environment included, God is in the process of making everything new through us and together with his Holy Spirit until Jesus returns to consummate his kingdom here on earth. And now I'm going to invite Lori to come up and share a testimony of, of one of the children that we've been working with, that you've been working with, and how God is using us, you, and others to restore a life of a child. I get to tell you about all sorts of fun, the, the fun, fun stuff that we do. Um, um, come, I'm going to tell you a story about a, a boy. His name is Come. And um, when we first started working with him, we took him to uh, a psychologist. 
And what she told us was, Kam will never be able to talk. And she, this, she usually helps us with the, the most severe cases of abuse, and Kam certainly fit into that category. It's unclear whether he was born with autism or whether the, his symptoms were a result of, of uh, brain trauma because his father was hitting him in the head with rocks and bricks while forcing him to beg for money. So Kam came to us through a friend of ours who met him begging on the street and had witnessed him being beaten by his father on the street. He was already 17. On top of this, one of his legs was run over by a truck when he was eight. His father was forcing him to drag himself along the sidewalk to beg, which left come with large wounds on his leg. In order to cope with this situation, Kam had the habit of picking at his wounds. So those infections grew, the wounds grew, and got even worse. It caused scarring, um, and um, it was the most challenging case that we had ever come across. It seemed like it was beyond our expertise, and in fact, we even debated whether or not to accept him into our program. We looked for a more suitable place for come, one that could meet his needs, but we didn't find any in Laos. In the meantime, Kam was still with his father, and his father was arrested for assaulting another man on the street. And because there was no place for Kam to go, the authorities took him with his father to jail indefinitely. So one thing was clear to us. God saw Kam, and God brought us this child. God cared for Kam, and we needed to say yes, even though it was beyond our expertise. So we approached the authorities at the detention center, and they released Kam into our care. Now, this is, that was a miracle in itself, because Laos is a communist country, and we're a Christian organization. But they, they, they wanted to work with us. So Kam, we didn't take him immediately into the home. He immediately went into the hospital for, it was about almost two weeks he needed to be in the hospital because his wounds and the infections were so severe and he needed, um, he needed hospital care to get him over that hump before we could take him into the home. So for almost a year we struggled to help come, even after the hospital. He didn't interact much and he never smiled. We sent him to a rehab center daily to strengthen his legs so that he could learn to walk with a prosthesis. And Kam needed to learn a lot of things. He, had, he needed to learn where, when, and how to use the bathroom. I mean, that's how severe this case was. And it seemed like he wasn't making much progress throughout that year. But looking back, we can see that he, he really was making more progress than we realized at the time. We worked together with 13 Lao Christians. And toward the end of the first year, the staff were able to teach Kam to smile and greet people. Kam is now the first to greet everyone and say hello every morning. And we started to realize then that Kam understood just about everything we were saying. 
He was living with the other boys in the boys' home, and it was challenging for everyone, the house parents, the boys, everyone. Um, but then one boy in the home, he, who didn't speak much Lao language, he was from the Hmong ethnic group, and he could somehow understand Kam's eye movements and gestures. He began to help Kam and advocate for Kam, for what Kam needed, for what Kam was trying to say to us. And after that, the other boys in the home began to interact more with Kam and understand and help Kam also. He had a peer group that accepted and welcomed him. So socially, Kam was improving, but he was still not making it to the bathroom. And he was still picking at his sores until he bled. And he was not able to communicate with us consistently. And then COVID hit. So put all the boys in the home. So it was difficult. But something really good blossomed from it. International Ministries, that's the organization that we work with, uh, International Ministries began to try different ways to send volunteers overseas. And one of the ways was via Zoom. And we were blessed to be one of the first places to receive our volunteer, Melanie, via Zoom. Melanie is a special ed teacher in Arizona, and we met with her weekly. She observed come for 10 weeks, made suggestions, and helped us to understand him, his needs. We learned ways to help come satisfy his need to pick at things instead of picking at his skin. Come learned 10 signs to tell us what he needed to say no, to say no, to use the bathroom or that he didn't like something. He learned to sign for water. And one day, the staff were busy, and he was trying to tell them he wanted water. And they weren't uh, paying attention to, them, to him. And um, I was in the room, and I heard, him, I heard somebody shout, come. And we all stopped, and we turned around and looked. And he did his sign for water. A few days later, we were all downstairs getting ready to eat lunch. And again, talking, we weren't paying attention to him. And we heard him say, nam, nam. That means water. So Kam was learning to talk. So that, what the psychologist told us in the beginning, God is way bigger than that. God, God has enabled Kam to speak three words so far, so far. And he knows over 20 signs and gestures. God has a plan for come. He loves come. And he called Matt. He called me. He called our 13 Laos staff, our foreign staff, a psychologist, a volunteer from Arizona, and the Lao children themselves to surround come and meet his needs. Without even one of them, come would not be at the place he is today. First Baptist Temple City has been a part of God's plan for come and many other children through your prayers and through your giving. Your involvement enables us to be there to minister to kids like come. 
and enables our staff to minister to kids like come. And I know that God has a plan for each one of you here. You are precious to him. He sees you. When we all work together to help each other, to do our part, what a greater plan is unveiled. This is just one example. So I want to, I'm so glad to be here to thank you for giving and to joining, for joining with Matt and I and our staff and the Lao children to build God's kingdom in Lao. Yeah, thank you for joining with us to, to continue building the kingdom in Laos and Thailand as well. <clears throat> I just want to end with um, what I've been praying. The past few years I've been praying this, the Lord's Prayer every day. <clears throat> and it never really, I mean, i prayed it before, but as I pray it daily, it, it becomes a lot more um, real to me and a good reminder that... Um, there's a purpose. We're here with a purpose, and our prayers have purpose. And so the, the Lord's Prayer is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And it's a good reminder, and it helps us keep focused on, on God's kingdom every day. It gives renewed hope and determination to me daily. So no, no matter what happens in this world, I'm reminded God is sovereign and his kingdom is coming, and he has a plan. His kingdom will prevail, and we will prevail as well. So the good news is that the Bible says the kingdom is advancing. It's like a mustard seed. It's like yeast. It's small. It goes slowly, but we're seeing it advancing. It even says that we're taking it back by force. It's not that easy. When I first went overseas, I thought we were just going to a... a a country that needed God, but, but it's more than that. It's a, it's a country that Satan has a lot of power over. Satan does not want to give back his kingdom easily. And Satan, I've noticed over the years, is attacking our children. Every life changed, every place, every piece of land, every animal rescued, every relationship restored, is an advancement of his kingdom here on earth. And the story of the Bible is not finished because it's still, be, still being written today through our lives as we seek his kingdom. Let's pray. Our Father <clears throat> in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, and thine is the glory forever. Father, thank you that yours is the kingdom. Deliver us from the evil one. Protect us as we strive to live out your will Renew your kingdom here on earth while we wait for you to come and dwell with us again. Lord, thank you for your promise that you are coming to complete all that we've been doing through your grace. 
and to reinstate your kingdom here as it was originally meant to be. I believe you are making all things new. Thank you for letting us be a part of that. And as we leave these doors, this uh, open area today, I pray that you give us your assurance that everything in this world belongs to you and that you are sovereign over everything. Show us what we can do this week to help make all things new together with you, whether it be renewing a relationship, ministering to someone, or taking care of your beautiful earth. And may we do it all in your wonderful name. And we ask all this in Jesus' mighty and powerful name, just as you taught us to. Amen. So some people say a picture is worth a thousand words, so a video must be worth more. And so we put together a fun video for you to thank you for uh, continuing to, to be with us on, on this journey. Thank you. What an amazing day today. We got to hear an amazing, powerful testimony and story of what we've got to do even from here, stateside, while they've been serving faithfully. And I'd ask you, I'd challenge you to continue praying, to continue giving, because uh, it's clear that God's not done with you guys yet, and God's not done over there. What an amazing day. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And we do say, yes, you are worthy. You're worthy of all honor, praise, and glory. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that love that you've given to us so freely. And we ask that we would be able to move forward from here and continue giving you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor that you deserve and letting everyone else know that you are worthy. So Father, we thank you for this time to come together and worship. And I ask that it wouldn't stop here, but it would continue as we leave. Lord, we love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. If you want to know more about what the mans do, you can go and visit them at the Welcome Center. But otherwise, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed our podcast, you can subscribe and share with your friends. To support our ministry, go and click the link in the description to give online. To connect with us, to know more about who we are, or if you have a prayer request, go to our website at templecitybaptist.org. We would love to hear from you. May God bless you. See you next week.